Hey. <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> so we're starting. Um, I wish I hadn't said that. We'll take that out later. Uh, <laughs> welcome. Mm-hmm. To welcome back. M- welcome back, actually, yes. Uh, we are Martinis, Middle Fingers, and Mysteries. And, um, you know, this is a podcast. It's uh, definitely a podcast. It's a uh, um, I'm sitting here. Well, actually, I'm not sitting here with. We are in two different locations. Uh, I'm D, and we. You are. I'm Ash. Ash. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we are. We're sisters, mm-hmm. and uh, we are. We've we've got this little pod going. It's called Martinis, Middle Fingers, and Mysteries, and we wanted to uh, have an excuse, really, to talk about some weird shit, um, to have mm-hmm. some drinks. And yeah. uh, to say fuck a little now, every now and then. Yeah, a lot. I say it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Feels really good. I will say there's a long time in my life where I chose not to swear. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm glad I made the decision to swear because it's it's really fun. Yeah, it feels great. There was, well, this is a total side tangent, but there was a point where our father, he had a swear jar. And then he swore oh, so much right. that he took the swear jar away because I made so much money. So that was the time I didn't swear because it was like profitable to not swear. But ever since then, oh, no. yeah. that's funny because so I am the older of the, of the two of us, and uh, my our dad, I swear, didn't swear when I was younger unless he just chose not. But you know, I'm like. I was the, I'm the oldest, technically, I guess, and uh, I feel like I was the, you know, the, the test subject, really, so probably by the time you came around, he was like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. There's no, there's I give up. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like, think you so. Got, you got the swearing dad, which is probably way more fun than the, the OG dad. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. The OG yeah, I yeah the dad version I got is the swearing drinking dad, which I quite That's enjoy. Right. Yes, I like that version as well. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to dad. Shout out to dad. <laughs> <laughs> so on the on the topic of drinking, mm-hmm. uh, what you drinking? I am drinking a Tangeray Ten Martini. Actually, not ten, just Tangeray, um, because it's still available in our Safeway. Unlike toilet paper, but the gin lives on. So, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yes. Uh, oh my god. I am drinking. Uh, drinking. So have you have you have you discovered Screwball peanut butter whiskey yet? No. Well, I'm also allergic okay. to peanut butter, so. Oh. I don't know. I mean, not that I. I'm sure it's just the flavoring of, but. Hmm. Kind of like. It repulses me now because I just have a mental association with it. Um, Understandable. Yeah, but my husband would probably like that. Okay. Um, so we are both whiskey drinkers, and uh, mm-hmm. you can't, unfortunately, you can't do this. But there was a time, probably about a year or two years ago, where I had some Reese's Pieces candy is just hanging out. It's probably like. 
holiday season or whatever. And I was drinking, I just happened to be drinking a Jameson. And then I reached over and I grabbed some Reese's Pieces and I put them in my mouth and I had another drink. And my brain was like, this is amazing. Like they went so well together. And then, so fast forward to January of this year, um, Mm -hmm. I was down, I was visiting a friend in Northern California and she was shooting screwball peanut butter whiskey which I had at the time never heard of. I've since learned that other people have heard about this. I'm just a little late to the game, but it's quite delicious. It's a little peanut buttery, a little sweet. It's on the rocks, and I have a nice mm-hmm. healthy pour here. So Nice. Okay, I'm writing it down. going to get it for my yeah. husband. Yeah. He was... I... I highly recommend i'm holding the bottle i'm holding the drink in my right hand the bottle Mm -hmm. in my left hand and of course like it doesn't say if there's actual peanut butter in it but yeah that's okay i'll do some research i've got plenty of time on my hands to do some research (laughs) and to drink that's basically been my hobby (laughs) (laughs) it's not a terrible thing although the probably the reason you have a lot of time right now is not something you would choose no, a lot has happened since the last yeah. time we did our podcast. And in fact, mm-hmm. ironically, I had brought up the topic for our podcast months ago. Just because I thought it would be conspiratorial and weird to talk about. And I never would have imagined that this would have exploded across the entire world and shut down mm-hmm. everything. So yeah, quite bizarre. <laughs> so is this your fault then? <laughs> What's happening to no. you? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there are ripple effects, but I'm pretty sure we can blame China. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we can blame China. Yeah, I think yeah. we can. And the government covering it up, which is just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Very disturbing. So that's like, it's a good segue, Ash. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we... I don't know about you, but I can't stop thinking of it because we're living it and it's everywhere mm-hmm. and it's fucking scary. But we're here to talk about the coronavirus, yeah. COVID, weird yeah. shit, super weird shit. I mean, yeah, it's just so disturbing that literally two months ago, it's like this would be a great topic and we could talk about how maybe it was lab created and because there's Wuhan labs right around the wet markets where they say it came from. So there's all con- all these oh. conspiracies about it, yeah. Um, where they were, re- I think they were researching like SARS and different um, crazy diseases at these labs, very close to the wet market. Um, so that's what I originally wanted to talk about, just because I was mm. like, I want to do something less vulnerable and weird and kooky, and <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> Because we're all on lockdown. We live in the same state. And we are locked down. Which sucks. Yeah. I'm going crazy. I don't know about you. I am going crazy. It's this very strange, surreal, kind of like subdued crazy. Because mm-hmm. um, it's been, what, like two, two and a half? I'm actually losing track of time because yeah. it's all running together. Is it two weeks or three weeks now? I don't know because we, my husband and I got sick and out of an abundance of caution and due to lack of testing, we had to treat it like we were sick with COVID-19. So we kind of went into isolation earlier. I want to say it's maybe been two weeks, but now it's been extended for another month at least. 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it feels like forever. Like it feels like I haven't gone to a restaurant in a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. I, I feel the same way. Yeah, I'm looking at my calendar. Um, I think that I, I think I started working from home on the 12th, which is mm-hmm. a Thursday. Today's the 31st. Yeah. Um, and I think that ever since the, at least for me, I've been working from home since the 16th, like officially, like not going back to the office since the 16th. But it mm-hmm. really, you're right. It feels like, it feels like ages. It's the weirdest thing. Um, yeah. It's hard. To, it's it really is. actually kind of hard to articulate. When did it? It hit home for you that <laughs> this was mm. happening. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So for me, so I live in the Seattle area of Washington State. I think we can say that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's I think it's pertinent because uh, so it was like December when we started hearing about Wuhan, and mm-hmm. uh, it was probably early January when. There was a dude up in Everett that made the news because he was diagnosed with the disease and or the infection. And uh, and Everett is, I want to say, 30 miles-ish north of where I'm at. Like, not that far. And a lot of people who live in Everett work in the Seattle area. I sometimes work in the Seattle area. And I had been... I don't know. We, we let me backtrack a little bit. When it was in China and we were watching how fast it was spreading, it it felt very. I'm sure you felt the same way. It felt really mm-hmm. different than some of the other things that we've had in the past. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree. Well, and and this is also another side tangent. But don't drink every time I say side tangent today. I feel like it's going to be a reoccurring event. Uh, <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. Side tangent. Okay. Okay, drinking. Okay, I'm drinking too. Just a second. Drink break. (laughs) So what was really scary to me, not only how fast it was spreading, but, you know, people, Chinese citizens on the ground that were reporting what was happening were disappearing and you were hearing all these crazy stories coming out of, you know, Wuhan and what was happening and people who were sick getting dragged off the streets and eventually people were being welded into their homes if they were sick. It And just kind of the cover-up. And even recently something came out that people who were alive still were being put into body bags and cremated. Well, <laughs> so I don't think we well, have any idea what really happened there but i totally agree with you just the rate of what was happening and that couldn't even be covered up was unlike anything i remember seeing in the past yeah Yeah, we should probably take another side tangent because i in a second here because i actually would like to hear some of your drink Mm. (sighs) i would actually really like to hear some of the some of those other conspiracy theories that uh, that you've seen that may or may not be true, but kind of interesting. Um, but I'll yeah. like just real quickly just say, um, yeah, we had been watching that dude in Everett. It was like early January, and at that time, I was even I had a class that I went to in downtown Seattle, and 
I was a little scared to go, and nobody in the area seemed to be concerned, which was strange mm-hmm. to me. And um, I think it was at that time I ordered like a little box of masks, and 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 then soon after I got the flu and used it for it because I didn't want anybody to get infected. But yeah, um, still, even when I walked around with a mask, there was a homeless dude that walked by, and he was like, "Corona's bullshit." <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay, like the people were laughing at me. Yeah. And now here we are. Exactly. But yeah. Anyway, um, do you feel like talk getting into that at all? To be honest, I that's what I originally wanted to talk about. And mm-hmm. COVID-19 has so enveloped my life and I'm sure your life that I don't even I don't even find it fun researching about the conspiracy theories because it's like it's become so serious I think maybe Mm -hmm. once we come out of this and we can really you know take a look back and try to figure out where it all started and I just feel like I'm so in the midst of it and trying to keep the business I work for still going that it's almost normally I love conspiracy theories and I think they're super entertaining um Mm -hmm. the human cost to this event is so severe and even the conspiracy theories based in china just what the government has done to their citizens i it's not really a fun conspiracy theory so at this point i haven't Mm -hmm. done a lot of research i just keep on seeing little things pop up you know that the citizens have tried to get out on social media about what's actually happened and possibly the real numbers of how many people died and were infected um but maybe that's something we can come back to hopefully Mm. in short fashion i'm praying this wraps up sooner than we all think but (sighs) yeah yeah i mean it really got out of hand real quick so it did it's funny that you say that because i'm the same way like I think conspiracy theories are super entertaining. Um, don't mm-hmm. necessarily put a lot of stock into them, but it's fun to research and it's fun to think about. And I haven't yeah. with this at all. Um, and it's just because, I don't know. Uh, well, I don't know why, honestly. And yeah. Well, conspiracy theories can be like part of my escape. And anything to do with coronavirus mm-hmm. is not my escape <laughs> right now. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's just not. I mean, my escape right now is drinking martinis and doing puzzles like an 80-year-old. So life has changed. (laughs) That is for sure. It has. It has. Yeah, I'm on my my second jigsaw right now. Same. How far are you? Oh, I'm going to beat this bitch pretty soon. I mean, Uh. yeah, yeah. Dude, I got this. So my first one beat that bitch hard. And then the second one, I made the mistake of getting an escape puzzle or like a mystery puzzle. Have you heard of this? No, it sounds awful. It's it's horrible. I don't recommend because okay. um, the idea, like, it looked really cool. Like, there's this really fun picture on the box and you're supposed to, like, put it together and then figure out this riddle. There's always, like, little clues in the picture. Well, hmm I'm putting it together and it's clear once I get about halfway through it that, so first of all, all the pieces um, don't necessarily, they'll all interlock, almost all of them will interlock. So you have to go based on like picture instead of shape. And then, um, but the, as you're putting it together, some of the picture matches the front of the box and some of it doesn't. Oh no. 
Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> That's evil. Why would you do that to yourself? There's enough going know. on, Dee. There I is know. enough. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> so I'm literally, like, it's it's been super kind of fun, but uh, it's been, I'm officially in the trudge section of the puzzle putting together right now. It's horrible. Oh, my gosh. Did you ever think you'd be doing jigsaw puzzles? No. This much? No, me either. No, I didn't. It's, um... Yeah, life is really, really strange right now. It is. It is super strange. I think, so you... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, what were you going to say? Well, I was just about to ask you. Um, yeah. So you've you've recently had a baby. <laughs> yes, thank God. Months. Yeah. What's it like with... Yeah. <laughs> what's it like uh, going through a global pandemic that our 90-year-old grandma has never experienced in her entire life? The world's falling apart and you have this baby. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's pretty awesome, which is bizarre. I feel like having a baby, well, first of all, I'm extremely thankful I had her before all this shit went down. Like, Mm -hmm. I have so much compassion for new moms or like pregnant women right now. I can't imagine the fear of going to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd probably plan on a home birth, and that's fucking horrible. No offense to all you women who've done home births, but oh my god. Um, so I'm just very thankful I'm past that. I'm thankful that she's five months old now, and she's actually a great distraction. So, mm. and there's there's also been something very positive but bizarre about this whole thing. I mean, granted, my husband and I are blessed to still be working. We work for... Uh, a heating and air conditioning company that's considered a, an essential business. So we're in a much better boat than a lot of people. Um, so I feel like I don't have yet, knock on wood, that like financial burden yet. Um, mm-hmm. So I get to kind of see the p- more positive side, I guess, which is it's really caused me to slow down and focus on really what's most important in life. I mean, there's like nothing online to distract me it's like there's and there's no sports not that i watch much sports but there's no new shows there's nothing so it's like i'm just focusing on like my husband my daughter my family like keeping people employed i don't know it's like what matters like focusing on god Mm. i'm just so that to me has been really good despite going totally crazy and my daughter has definitely been like the sunshine of my days which is a big turnaround from last podcast so young moms if you're feeling a little depressed there's hope on the other side um but yeah I just feel like I'm lucky enough to be able to still be working and I've got a daughter so I'm still pretty busy um the fear part I don't know I haven't been too afraid yet maybe Mm -hmm. I should be well, okay. Drink. I'm about to say the word. Side tangent. Okay. Yes. Bottoms up. Um, so my husband and I might have had COVID-19 already. Like a oh. very mild Whoa. version of it. We don't know what we had. Yeah. Um, and they wouldn't test us because there weren't tests. But it started off as kind of like a cold and then morphed into like lots of muscle pain and joint pain unlike anything i've ever experienced in my life like it wasn't really severe but the feeling was 
I don't know how to describe it. We'd have chills, but it wasn't chills, and it would just come and go, and it was bizarre. And the doctor said, like, it's definitely viral, but we just have to treat it like it's this, even though we don't know. Um, So I'm just hoping we did have it, and then maybe we built up antibodies, and, like, my daughter has been fine. I don't know. All that to say, mm. maybe that's why I'm not as fearful, because I think we might have had it. And so hopefully we have antibodies build up in our system. Mm. Um, yeah. But that is, but let's let's say we didn't have it. It still was a very bizarre time to get sick, <laughs> I will say. Yes. Because you're checking in on all of your symptoms. And at the end, I started to get like shortness of breath and stuff. And I was like kind of starting to freak out because um, I have asthma so i know what it's like to get really sick and not be able to breathe and uh yeah really tapped in that tapped into some fear um so yeah that's what it's kind of been Mm. like i it's easy to kind of be in your little bubble if you're not watching the news and this has become the new normal so some days i kind of forget that it's happening (laughs) a little Mm. bit um yeah yeah I um I have some of the like the fear thing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh I can relate to some of those things. Like um so I had I was sick as well. I was sick uh mid January, which was um after the dude in Everett was diagnosed, but before it had really spread to the there's a um a nursing home in Kirkland, Washington, that mm-hmm. um, where the outbreak, I think, really started to move in Washington yeah. State. Yeah, so I think there was probably two or three weeks, maybe four weeks between those two events. And in the middle of that, I, I did get really sick. And, uh, and I was having exactly the same symptoms that I was reading, like I was fever, really cough and then mm-hmm. like shortness of breath or trouble breathing and probably about two or three days into it right before the weekend uh i i was having trouble breathing and so i took myself in and this was before they stopped testing it um mm-hmm. like probably one week or so before and they i ended up having influenza a <clears throat> oh man which was a relief but also really hard to get through like yeah though that particular flu really took me out and and so I just went through that just two months ago and I remember thinking as I'm watching all of this transpire on the news and watching all these people like having the worst time breathing um they're they're probably at least you know I was going to compare it to what I was going through, but I can't really. Mm -hmm. Um, I was having trouble breathing with just the flu, and that sucked. That was really hard, and that was borderline painful in some ways, and that was nothing compared to what some of the other people are going through. I know. So It's it's totally crazy, and there's just not enough facts. I feel like, okay, so me, I'm in a much better place now because it's like, okay, we're in lockdown. We kind of... I don't know how much more lockdown we can get, I guess. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of fear for me leading up to it. Like, so with having a daughter, the fear part that I'm not experiencing now is like, I have to make sure she has enough formula, she has enough diapers, like that we have enough food, that everyone's going to be taken care of, um, which luckily, like the supply lines have stayed open. Um, I'm very thankful for that. 
but yeah, it was just the unknown. Like no one knows truly how contagious it is. I feel like anyone who's sick should get tested. I just feel like we have no idea people, the amount of people who are asymptomatic or have um, mild versions of it. And before they went on total lockdown, it was just like every day you didn't know what else was going to get closed down or what was going to happen. It was, that was very anxiety producing, but now it almost, it's just like, okay, I can ride this out for a little bit, but how how, do you really think people aren't going to go crazy with another month? That's like a month and a half (laughs) indoors, not really having community, I mean, yes, you can go out for a walk, yippee kaye, but like it's <laughs> shitty weather here. I'm sure it is yeah. where you are. We live in the same state. Um, yeah, yeah. I just feel like at what point are people gonna like start bucking the system and just say? And plus, they've shut down the economy, and people are getting yeah. laid off. So, how long do you think people can right. realistically do this for? It's a good point. And not to get um, super apocalyptic here, but um, we're really, we're, it's day, it's the, the last day of the month right now. Mm-hmm. Um, last day of the month on the first lockdown. Tomorrow's the first. Right now on the news, everybody's talking about how they're not going to pay rent. Yeah. So all these people who have been laid off. So, you know, um, it's taken us probably a month for the economy to effectively basically shut down the stock mm-hmm. market's going crazy yeah um not to sound the alarm here but when a lot of people start losing their jobs and start getting really desperate um yes and start really needing things then mm-hmm. what that's oh yeah, those are those that's are the things that i start to think about no but you're actually right like have you looked into italy recently there's been riots because oh. people don't have enough food and supplies <laughs> So I think hopefully the stimulus package will help, but it's like, oh, first of all, they shouldn't be sending money to me because I still have a job. That's how I feel. Like, why are you sending it to me? Like, go send it to somebody else who's going to really need it. Like, I'm better off than a lot of people because I still am working. Um, But yeah, I just wonder, I'm like, please, Lord, (laughs) please, sweet baby Jesus, like, we need the economy to open back up because of that reason. People will get desperate. You know, they will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we managed to get our hands on some toilet paper. Um, we have some family that live uh, across the peninsula who were able to get some for us, and so we we picked it up. Um, it's, you know, safe distance. <clears throat> yeah, but nobody in the area has toilet paper. Yeah, I don't know why? It, I mean, toilet paper is the thing that you need. Like, I mean, there's other things that you can use, but it's just. The toilet paper that's hard to get your hands on and people are already kind of going bananas it's toilet paper so, i know it, yeah like yeah i mean oh, yeah because right now it's great that you can pretty much get anything but toilet paper and we've we were able to get some recently but they're they're you have to buy it by the roll and you're only allowed so many rolls it's pretty bizarre really? yeah so I'm, okay. we got four rolls. <laughs> okay, I have to ask because yeah. I heard somebody else saying this. Yes. Um, how does this actually work? Because when you buy these packages of toilet paper, yeah. usually they're not intended for individual sale. I don't know because my husband was the one who picked it up, but they were individually wrapped okay. as if they were... It's almost like when you go to a hotel and the new roll of toilet paper is like wrapped with something around it. 
sometimes. Like, I don't know. It was, it was bizarre. Um, but my concern is what's going to happen to people like when they're unemployed and can't pay their bills. So. Yeah. And hungry. And hu- yeah. I mean, you'll do anything to feed your family and take care exactly. of things. Um, ugh, just so fucking crazy. I don't know. Yeah, it is. It is pretty fucking crazy. That's why, I mean, they didn't have an antibody test. So they're not testing everybody. But to me, it makes most sense to basically test everybody. And if you have the antibodies, like, send you back to work. <laughs> so at least some portion of the yeah. population is working. I mean, I think that's what they're eventually going to go to. Because you just can't effectively shut down everything forever. Um, hmm. Yeah. That's a really good point. I think you have you tweeted that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think the experts. I've heard it from the experts, but I I, I kind of agree because I've wondered. I'm like, okay, so I really want to know if we had it because then I'd have a lot less. I mean, I'd feel a lot more comfortable going out and about, you know, because if we have antibodies plus, right? There's some there's some new therapies where if you recently had it and you're high in the antibodies, they take your plasma and they give it to someone who's really sick and it's kind of like jump starts their body in the fight. Right. So, so hopefully yeah. hopefully the testing picks up. Um Yeah. Yeah. This is this is really unprecedented. I just It is. Well, speaking of unprecedented, yes. I, I, I did want to mention, and maybe you've already seen this, um, this was just sent over to me a couple of days ago, but there was a pandemic plan from the last uh, presidency because- I heard something about this. At yeah, the time, continue. Yeah, I was just looking at the, on the Politico website, mm-hmm. and I've seen this on other websites as well, but- so the Obama administration was nearing its end, and I don't know where this started exactly, but at the time, um, H9N2 was hitting Asia, and things were going on lockdown. I think they are hitting cities like London and mm-hmm. Seoul, um, and it was starting to become serious enough that people were getting worried. I do kind of remember this, but at the time... I think uh, I sort of dismissed it because I put it in the same category as like H1N1 and like uh, bird flu, and that sort of thing, where yeah. it happens somewhere else in super dense populated Asian countries and somehow never makes it over to the U.S. Or if it does, mm-hmm. on a very limited scale. Um, mm-hmm. But I was reading through this website and uh, <clears throat> I think for the first time they had come up with an actual pandemic plan, like a a solid like here's what we're going to do because um they were anticipating at the time that it would become a global pandemic and wow uh and that it didn't and so we didn't hear anything about it but they literally like trump was pulled into office um not long after i don't know how the transition works but in this article it talks about during that transition you know the staff from the Obama administration approached the staff from the Trump administration and basically handed over this, here's what to do in this situation. And if, and it was dismissed. It was you know, not taken seriously. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm sure, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and uh, when you're taking over an administration, if you're going to give, I don't like to give Trump the benefit of the doubt, I'm not the biggest <laughs> fan, but I will say, yeah. like, yeah, if you're going to take over a presidency, there's probably a lot to consider, and probably that was 
a low priority at the time, but it definitely was handed over. And oh my gosh, I think I, I had heard something like that. I should. <laughs> I want to look at it. Yeah, like, I want to see what because. Like, yeah. Oh god. Mm. I have to look. No, no, yeah, but I do too. I have to let my dog out. Just a second. Okay. And while she's doing that, uh, I, I recommend. I haven't read it myself yet, but mm-hmm. um, I can imagine that it's. Oh, you still had your headphones on while you did that. Yeah, I mean, I'm talented. <laughs> it was it's almost good. a mess. I think I almost spilled my martini. Things would have gone flying, but I managed. Um. <laughs> I wish I had stopped talking. I wish I had stopped talking because of the, the sounds of like. <laughs> your dog departing and all the like the swishy swishy sounds <laughs> oh man sorry about that like the visuals i'm getting hot oh my gosh um but i've been wondering the whole time i'm like how did we not have a protocol in place of yeah. if there is a pandemic this is the plan there just seemed to be mm-hmm. no plan i mean i think yeah. it's better now yeah. but ooh. yeah Oh, yeah, oh I, I was going to tell you something. I can't myself imagine. Yeah. What? Okay. So I have a friend who you know, who I will not name her name, uh, just because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We're not naming names. But she recently uh, had started an international trip with her husband, and they were in Panama. And hmm. the people in the rural areas took tires and lit them on fire across the main freeway to keep the city folk out because they were afraid of getting (sighs) (laughs) COVID-19. So, no, they got like the last bus and the last flight out. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. I mean, yeah, I'm glad we're not doing that here. But uh, yeah, yeah, anyways, yeah, pretty crazy. Okay. That's super fucking crazy. And also, I'm going to tuck it in my back pocket for my neighbors start getting crazy for my toilet paper. Yeah, there's <laughs> lights of tires. tires. <laughs> Not coming near my TV, like bitches. A I like a... <laughs> yeah, a moat. <laughs> yeah, a moat of like oh. burning tires. <laughs> yeah, apparently it's effective. I do, but... the, I do live on the corners. Yeah, you do. Did it? So did it work? I think so. I don't know. They got they the hell out of there. Out. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, they effectively shut down uh, all transportation. Some... Oh, when did? Do you know when they left? How long ago that was? I think it might have been in Curious. March sometime, and then they came back and they self quarantined for fourteen days. But yeah, I think early okay. March like early maybe. March. Yeah, because I texted her. I'm like, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of cases in Latin America yet. I was like, oh, so glad you're out of the country. Things are getting crazy. And then she sends me a text about that. She's like, actually, we're back. And she told me all that crazy shit. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Whoa. I guess uh, it's, yeah. I mean, it's been bad here, but we're not burning tires in the streets yet. So <laughs> not yet. We're just fighting each other over toilet paper. But Yeah. <laughs> Well, it is like it is a really strange and surreal time to live through history like this. Yeah, like I, you know, we've had it pretty good. We're, I'm, I'm, 
I'm definitely middle-aged now, and uh, I have not had any hardships like my grandparents have had, or even my Mm -hmm. parents have had. They grew up in the 60s, so there was a lot of civil unrest. But, uh, and you know, like, in my opinion, like, if you look at, like, our grandparents, they're, they're way tougher than, like... Oh yeah, millennials or, mm-hmm. or our generation, and the stuff that makes you tough is the hard stuff. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I've always kind of wondered, like, what our generation or what the world would be like if we had to go through something super hard and crazy. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe this is it. I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it. I hope it's it. I, this, this is enough. <laughs> I feel like this is enough. Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about like yeah. when we do. I don't know when this passes in whatever way it passes you know what our culture will be like I've thought a lot about you know people who've lived through the great depression which we don't even know economically if we're going to be in like a great depression but I'm just using it as an example of like Mm -hmm. even when things prospered again how frugal they were and like certain things that were just ingrained in them and granted this has been a short period of time so far but i just wonder if there's certain things like moving forward that will just be ingrained in us like will wearing masks out in public just be common like it has been in asian countries for a while well will we not shake hands anymore you know will things be more spaced out i just wonder i don't think we're just gonna go Mm -hmm. back to normal life you know yeah i don't either i've had those same thoughts too like we, I know, I'm pretty sure it's going to be different in some way, but I'm not sure how that is yet. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I guess we won't know until we know how this is going to play out. But yeah, it is like you're you're gonna make a really good point with the depression thing because, like, our parents are sons and daughters of people who were raised in the depression and. Mm-hmm. I know several people who even second, third generation will like save everything or exactly not waste yeah. anything. Like saving the dollar is super important, and mm-hmm. that was that was something that like was generationally handed down because yeah. of the depression. So like, yeah, will that happen with this? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I just I know what this has taught me <laughs> is once we get past it, I'm like I need to have. And I've always thought people were really stupid for doing this. But I'm like, if I'm blessed enough to have an extra three to five hundred dollars, I'm gonna dump it into like an emergency supply for pandemics or natural disasters or just something. So I just have mm-hmm. not a crazy amount of stuff, right? Yeah. But just like a right. good jump start. So if there is a mad rush all at once, we kinda had a lead up to this situation. Uh, mm-hmm. thank God. Um, where there's a little time to prepare um, and kind of see what was coming down the pipeline. But yeah, it just has really made me rethink a lot of things. Yeah. it's a good point. Yeah, me too. I, I happen to live... I, so I, I have a... I wouldn't say a proper background, but um, there's been moments in my life in the past where I've kind of wanted to put together something like that but haven't really done it i have like mm-hmm. i have a couple life straws i've got like some seeds you know? yeah <laughs> nothing too major 
Um, I happen to live with someone who's an extra, extra planner. So we were already ahead on supplies when mm-hmm. everything started going down and continued to be ahead. Yeah. But you're right. If, you know, if I was, if this was, let's just say, if this was happening when I was in my 20s, mm-hmm. living paycheck to paycheck, and, uh, you know, probably I'd be fired right now. Like, I, you mentioned working for an essential company. I'm, I'm doing the same right now. So I'm mm-hmm. super blessed to, like, be able to, A, work from home, and B, still be employed. So, you know, if I don't have toilet paper right now, that's, like, my biggest concern. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, like to have those other resources on hand for, for when the shit hits the fan. Mm-hmm. That's I think super smart. No I, matter what, I think so too. And I was kind of telling my husband, not because I felt like the supply lines were going to be totally cut down, but you have to anticipate human nature. You know, and there just wasn't yeah. enough information around what was happening, and people were panicking, and that's why we got our stuff kind of early. But he thought the toilet paper thing was mm-hmm. completely ridiculous. And then later, it's like, <sighs> well, we could have used an extra package, you know? Because everyone yeah. else freaked the fuck out. Um, right. Which, of all the things, of all the things, I'm like, yeah. you know, you can wipe your ass with something else. It's uh, lots of cultures... <laughs> use water it's like people you'll survive um yeah yeah <laughs> i know i feel the same way honestly about the tp like i actually my biggest concern was and definitely not bottled water also no. by the way like, <laughs> bottled water. didn't get it <laughs> oh, me but, like, me uh, why why yeah yeah However, I do live with what a professional shitter and my professional oh. shitter counterpart was like, we got to fucking get some TP. <laughs> and we were <laughs> we were not panicking, but like you said, we felt the need to stock up because we're watching like our neighbor across the street mm-hmm. unload his minivan and he's like, you know, got a shit ton of pun intended toilet yeah. paper. And also he's uh He's talking about getting bullets, and you know he's, he's got bottled water. Like he's just like hunkering down, which at the time end of the was, world, like, a little bonkers. Yeah, yeah. But you know, like who knows? In a month or two, maybe that's the place to go to. I don't know. I uh, honestly, I mean, I really, really hope it's like we've got thirty more days, ish. Mm-hmm. But I do think if they get this antibody antibody test out where they can start testing people and at least sending some people back to work, they're going to have to. There's yeah. no way people are going to sit and be unemployed inside for like another month or two. It's just not going to happen. Right. Um, yeah, I was going to say something about yeah. prepping. Well, it's only taken um, one. Oh. oh. No, it was only taken one. What were you going to say? Oh, uh, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Um, I was going to say people like were yelling at people like, oh, you're hoarding. It's like, no, probably having a month's worth of stuff is not hoarding, you know? And that's when I would get annoyed. It's like, everyone has the news. You can see what's happening. I mean, at least having, that's what we kind of did is like having at least a month's worth of supplies and then if we saw like the supply lines weren't coming through then getting more but luckily knock on wood um things have stayed open so yeah yeah good point yeah. well i think 
think we're nearing the end. I, I have think like so. a, I have a little tidbit that I think is just kind of funny that okay. I was thinking about when we were talking about this earlier. Um, this really has nothing to do with it. I'm just going to tell you anyway. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> when, <laughs> when I, so mid January, um, I went into urgent care clinic and this was, okay, this was in the Seattle area. It was, it had started to move at this point and uh, every urgent care slash doctor's office was putting signs up that at the time, like if you've traveled abroad, please don't come in or please wear a mask. Like one of those Mm -hmm. things, like they're just like being extra cautious. Like you do. Um, And, oh, I take it back. So this was probably, this was not mid-January. This was early February. Uh, I had to go in for my annual pap, you know, like a girl does. Mm -hmm. Check out my vagina. And I went into uh, the clinic and uh, I had still had, this was three or four weeks after having the flu um, and in the early stages of corona. And I still had a residual cough, which is a, like a scary thing at, at this time of year. Like during the corona, if anybody coughs, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. But, um, so I, I, walk, I walk into the clinic. There's a little table sitting outside the clinic. Somebody sitting there and she's screening people. Um, she was just, you know, asking the questions like, have you traveled abroad? Have you been in uh, China? Have you been to China? Do you have any of these symptoms? And I was like, well... Uh, I got this little cough that's like left over from the flu. Like I know it was the flu. I know it wasn't Corona. And she like hemmed and hawed. She clearly like was stuck at this desk and this was not her plan for that day. Didn't really, really know what, how to screen people. She's like, mm-hmm. she grabs a mask and she's just like, here, just wear this. It's fine. Just wear this. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll just put it, I'll put it on. So I put yeah. it on and I walk into the, uh, the little lobby. There was all the chairs that are sitting there and there was a, a little, little chubby Asian kid sitting there. He looked about um, probably nine or 10 years old. And I walked in and it was a fairly full lobby and I'm wearing this mask. And I don't know why, but like, as I'm walking in, I open the door and he was the first person that I made eye contact, eye contact with with my mask on. Yeah. And you should have seen the look of terror on his face. <laughs> like he literally, he literally made eye, eye contact with me and audibly gasped. And he was like... <gasps> And then he covered his face. <laughs> with his hands? Like, they cover his face yes. with his hands? Like, yeah. Just breathe it all his, in, buddy. Elbow. elbow. Yeah. <laughs> Come in with his elbow. Full eye contact with me. Like, just, like, clearly, I've, like, clearly disturbed this kid walking around with his mask. And I was like, oh. I, And I felt so ridiculous at the time because I was, like, I wanted to assure everybody in the lobby, including this little kid, that I really don't have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, but then that feels like such a long time ago. That was maybe a month and a half ago, and here we are. But, you know, I, I want to, like, there's just a little, little part of me that wants to go back to the little kid and be like, I promise I didn't spread it. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. Well, and that reminds yeah. me, I, I love my father-in-law. He's very loud. And I did my 14, I think it was <laughs> in the house over 14 days. So, anyways, but I did my 14 days at home. I did what I had to do, mm-hmm. even though... Mm-hmm. We don't know what we had. And he, he was leaving our house and he's like, glad you're feeling better. And my neighbors outside just gave me like the dirtiest look. And then and, we, <laughs> and then we went to Safeway like the following week 
And I was with my husband and my father-in-law, and they're both like, wow, you haven't been out of the house for a while. Like, sure glad you're feeling better. And everyone's yelling, and everyone in the parking (laughs) lot's just looking at me as I'm entering the grocery store, like, pariah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I understand. I understand this. Walking around with the plague. Yeah, scarlet letter. I think we... Yep, totally. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it it was fun talking to through about the pandemic in the middle of the pandemic and two different very sterile locations with you yes (laughs) i agree it'll be interesting next time we chat we'll have to do like a little quick i know we'll probably talk about another topic but just like a little how things have changed since the last time we talked that would be interesting oh i like that a little definitely do that yeah like five ten minutes yeah follow up hopefully yeah everything's gotten better Maybe. Yeah. 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 I'd like to think so. Um, so if, if you're listening to this podcast right now, uh, we don't have a plan. We don't have a schedule. No. We, we have. No. We, we definitely don't have a list. Well, okay, I take it back. We, we do have a list of topics, but a lot's been happening in both of our lives. So we're going to have to revisit that list and can't really tell you what we're going to talk about next, but it's going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm afraid to pick a topic. I think you should pick a topic next because mine turned into a global event. Um, so <laughs> I'm afraid of picking one of our topics and then it be like the, yeah. the next biblical plague or some crazy event. <laughs> so I, I nominate you to pick the next topic. Yeah. I accept that challenge. Perfect. Because, you know, I'm not superstitious, but, you know, let's just, I'll, I'll take okay. it. Okay. Yeah. I think we might have better luck with you. All right. Okay, cool. Well, it's been great. I, I hope that uh, I hope you have a great night. Did you finish your drink? No, but I will. Don't worry. How about you? Did yeah. you? I have one sip left. I've got a... So this I, is perfectly timed. I think my drink is like three side tangents full left. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how I'm going to measure it. drink now. Yeah. <laughs> I have to drink my last drink. Oh, okay. There you go. I helped you finish it off. And on that note. (laughs) Yep. We'll we'll call it a night. Okay. Till the next time. Okay. Bye.